you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? All right, CEO Mischief Makers, welcome back to the conversation. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode on some of these mindset shifts that we talked about with my dear, wonderful guest, Tom Madsen, you need to go back and listen to that because it's going to set you right up for what we're going to talk about next. And he alluded to it at the end of that episode. So Tom, you started talking about, we were talking about guarantees and you started talking about guaranteeing the soft stuff. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating people people once they get their head around risk reversal and they understand guaranteeing results if you're in the business performance side of things, then invariably they come along and say, "Well, what about me? I teach parents how to be happy or kids how to sleep well or this or this or this." And you know, what I lovingly call the woo-woo side of business, right? And here's the thing. If you come up with a good guarantee, a good strategic risk reversal for the soft side, it's way more impactful than nine times the leads, three times the sales. Way more impactful because no one's doing it on the soft side. So the simplest way to think about it is you want to identify what it is that changes in the life of your ideal prospect when they apply your genius, your help, your assistance, your work. What changes? And and initially, most of the soft areas are around removing a pain of some sort is what I find, right? I can sleep better, or I stop snoring, or I lose weight, or whatever it happens to be. That's not why they're paying you money. That may be a shock to some of you, but they're actually paying you money for what happens after you solve the problem, right? So I lose weight, then what happens? You have more energy. You're more creative as an entrepreneur. You can do more, build your sales. You can do this, you can do this. You can have more fun. You live longer. You can see your kids, your grandkids. It's the stuff on the other side of the pain removal that people are actually paying you for. What Jeff Walker from Product Launch fame calls, there's features and benefits, and then there's the applied benefit of the benefit. That's what he calls it. The applied benefit of the benefit. So I listen to your advice. I eat right and I exercise. That's the features. I lose weight. That's the result or the benefit. What's the applied benefit of the benefit? Well, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm more creative. I have a better life. I have more fun. I work less. I get more results. All right. My favorite phrase, I earn twice as much with half the stress <laughs> for my second book. Right. Like literally, that's what happens as an entrepreneur. I see all these health people targeting entrepreneurs. And and I get messages in LinkedIn all the time. Some of you listening in probably get them too. Hey, how'd you like to lose weight? Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to lose weight. And she said, Well, you'll have more energy. Now at least they're thinking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But if you know me, since 91, when I went to Tony Robbins Life Mastery in Hawaii, I embedded the phrase. I am an unlimited energy producing machine capable of simultaneously regenerating all the energy I need on demand. 
And ever since then, I have been. So good news, bad news, whether I exercise or I don't exercise, I gain weight, I lose weight. I'm an unlimited energy producing machine. So sell me on energy. It's like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Bye-bye. You're not giving me more energy. I'm an unlimited energy producing machine. However, what I can do with a healthier body, what I can do with losing the weight in my business is I can get a lot more done with a lot less time. Right. I can spend more time with my my son. My son is 15. We were talking in the green room before we recorded with Mary. My son, like hers, is young. My my son will hike me in the ground. We go up mountains. Oh, yeah. He'll just like run me in the ground and laugh on his way doing that. Oh, yeah. Well, if I was in really, really peak shape, he wouldn't be able to run me in the ground as quickly. <laughs> he right. still would. Let's just be clear. Huh? You can go oh, straight yeah. uphill. He's at that age where he can go straight uphill and never slow down. I used to be like that, but it's been a a while. So those are the things that we need to talk about. So I call it creating a J. Abraham style guarantee. You list all the possible outcomes, all the possible results of applying your work. Okay. My favorite example is people who manage your money. You say, well, that's not soft. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately it is because The law doesn't allow most people that manage our money to guarantee us a return. How stupid is that? I guarantee it wasn't us that made that law, right, Mary? (laughs) It's like, there's no way the people with the money being invested would want that law. Yeah. It's done to cover the butts of the financial advisors. That's right. Oh, we can't guarantee your return. We can't guarantee your return. Wait a sec. You're managing my money. You're the only people that should be able to guarantee me a return. That's right. That's right. But the reality is most money people can't do that. There is a way. It's really complicated and involves fiduciaries and registrations yeah. and disclosure, but yeah. most don't. That's right. So what do they do? The most common answer I get is peace of mind. Yes. That's what they do. You they give you peace of mind. Yes. So let's play that game. Peace of mind, right? I'm a financial advisor. I'm guaranteeing Mary peace of mind. So Mary, when you when you put your money with us, not only will this be the most enjoyable investment experience of your life, but you're going to sleep like you've never slept before. You're going to have so little stress on your mind worrying about your money that you're going to sleep like a baby. You're going to wake refreshed and inspired. You're going to leap out of bed before the alarm clock goes off, filled with joy and passion, seizing the day every single day. Your significant other is going to wonder what came over you because you're going to be filled with love and passion and joy, and you're going to fool around an awful lot more than you have been in the past because you're you're filled with passion and life and, and get the idea. Yeah, yeah. You basically list every possible outcome. Typically, it's three quarters of a page long, and then you link the payments to that outcome. Now, not everyone's going to get everything on the list, obviously. But do you think they care? Like if Mary just got, woke up excited before the alarm, jumping out of bed every day, never stressed about her money. If you just got that, you wouldn't care if you're having more sex or more laughter or joy or all that other stuff. Yes. That one thing alone would be worth your while when someone's managing your money, right? So the soft outcomes, you create this list of the ultimate lifestyle of having applied it. And then you link your payments or your fees to that. Now, before you highly regulated industry people jump in there, sometimes you can't even offer to link payments to results. That's how crazy the laws are in some industries. So what you do there is you can say, or I'll send you and your significant other to Hawaii for the weekend on me. Yeah. 
or I'll send you Something to a day equal. spa yeah. down the street yeah. on me, or I'll buy you dinner at your favorite restaurant on me. Yeah. The, yeah. the difference in price and return depends on the budget of the average client and how right. important it is for you to have the client lifetime value, right? Yes. So, yes. you know, a weekend in Hawaii may not be appropriate. But if that person is bringing $10 million in assets under management and you're making yes. 30000 a year off of them for the rest of your life, yes. send them to Hawaii. Yeah, send them to Bali. Yeah, send, send them, them to, to Bali. Fiji. Let them pick where they want to go if you screw up. Because this That's is only right. being done if you, if you mess up. Yes. If you mess right. up. So yeah. you know, when, you can, when you can link the work you do to the impact on them, yeah. that's when you, you go from having a business to changing people's lives. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right? You so go from making please. money to making a legacy. Yes. You need right. to hear this. I hope you go back, you hit the rewind button and listen to everything that Tom just said, because that's exactly what impact means. You are impacting people's lives. You're not just performing a service. If you and are that's still one other that thing, place, just to hit really hit that really hard for people listening in. If you're not making seven figures a year, you're not providing impact in today's marketplace. Unless your audience is so narrow and so small, you need to be at least making seven figures a year if you're providing value to the marketplace. And I know that eliminates 99.99% of the people listening to this podcast, not because of the podcast audience is so special, because that's the number of entrepreneurs that make that much. Yes. Less yes. than 1% of entrepreneurs make a million a year and if you're not there yet, or you're not back there yet, depending on your journey, then it's about how much impact you're bringing to the marketplace. Now, here's the good news. You don't have to provide all that impact. You provide the strategy. And we're going to talk about that in the other section of this podcast trilogy, right? We're yes. going to talk about strategy and we'll dig deep into that. But your job is to provide the strategy. I like to say your job is to lead the orchestra. Not to play every instrument in the orchestra. That's it. Right. And it's, this is especially tough if you're coming from a, a solopreneur practitioner world where you're writing copy and getting paid to write copy, or you're doing a graphic, getting paid to do a graphic, or you're creating a funnel and getting paid to do a funnel, right? Where, where you get paid to do something, right? That transition from that to running a business that does that for people is when you start to think that way and start to look on your business instead of in your business. Okay. All right. Got a little it. preachy so, there for a bit, Mary. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's it. So I'm so glad somebody else is preaching instead of me because you talk about being a conductor in an orchestra or a band. I talk about being a chef and not being the pan, right? You're not, you're not playing the individual instruments in the band or the orchestra. I was an orchestra geek. I played the cello, so I go to orchestra, but anyway, and you're also not the pan that the chef uses, which is the tool that you're hired to do, whatever that skill is that you're hired to do. But you are still trying to make an impact. And, and impact is not a, a leap. You don't just go from one day going, I'm going to start a business, and then to a million dollars and a, an amazing impact in people's lives. You have to take a stairway to that, climb the ladder to that, whatever analogy you want to use. And as you do that, you think about the impact and you also innovate the typical systems. So go back to the conversation we had on Monday and look at that. Look at how Tom talked about all the other people that he learned from those processes. He talked about Jeff Walker. Those processes are processes that we all know and love. But when you take that process 
and you innovate it to your own story, your own journey, the the specific people you want to help, the way you want to help them. That is your innovation. Every entrepreneur is an innovator because these are not new things. These, These have been done for thousands of years. Since humans have been selling to other humans or performing services for other humans, we have been doing it the same way, this very similar way. The only difference is we take that and and innovate it to our own story and our own opportunity and the way we look at the world and the previous experiences and failures and successes we've had. And then we can impact those like us. So everything that you just talked about, Tom, was perfectly positioned to now let us go to strategy. Let's just answer this question for me. Who right now are you looking to impact with your current business? Well, we have two main businesses right now. One is building these indoor golf cafes. So imagine a Starbucks with three golf simulators. It's a franchise. We're putting these in major regional shopping centers. And we have multiple audiences we're impacting. We're impacting the franchise buyer. We're impacting the shopping center by providing a destination attraction to help them flourish and survive. We're impacting the members. And there's three different categories of members in those operations. So we could take, I mean, we literally could do like multiple podcasts on that on that audience. By the way, note to those at home, do not do that on your first business. <laughs> do not do that on your first your 10th business, right? Having multiple primary audiences and multiple situations of impact is a crazy strategy until you know what you're doing. But in this case, we're building a $100 million plus brand that we want to take across the globe and exit which is one of my first businesses. I've done 91 of them. This is one of our first that we're building to exit. So that's that one sort of summed up in in a nutshell. And within that, there are some things that are near and dear to my heart. We can drill down on that in a bit if you want. The other one is a passion play. I believe that, you know, when you're talking about entrepreneurs and impact and innovation, and you say everyone should be, everyone is an innovator. Actually, I think that's one of the distinctions between an entrepreneur and a small business owner. A small business owner isn't always innovating. An entrepreneur is. A small business owner works in their business all the time. An entrepreneur works on their business more, which is figuring out how to make it better, how to serve better, how to do all these things better. I had the pleasure of being a, a Emith Mastery Coach with Michael Gerber. Some of you will know the Emith and the Emith Mastery book series. He talked about this all the time, where if you're working on your business, that's where you take time to improve it. You listening to this podcast series is working on your business. Even if you don't do anything with it, you're still putting good ideas into your brain. Now, Mary and I hope you actually sit down and stop the recording from time to time and make some notes and do something with it, right? And and test it, get it out in the market and test it and you're just going to blow your mind, right? As we do that. So it's super important to take time to work on your business as you're doing that. So the second project is a passion play. Since I believe most, well, the data is two out of three small businesses fail in the first six years. And this is pre-COVID data for over 20 years, the US Small Business Administration. And the early data coming out post-COVID is it's slightly higher. What a surprise. It hasn't helped the the success rate of business, right? All that chaos, what a surprise. So that means two out of three. So what does that mean? That means if you're listening to this podcast and you expect to be in business six years from now, Mary and I won't be. I got news for you. Mary and I will. So the odds are it's going to be you, not us. Really, really good six years from now. So this matters. This matters. Two out of three businesses failing is a 
big, bold statistic. My mission on the nonprofit side is to reverse that. We want to reverse that to have at least two out of three succeeding. And one of the areas of opportunity we saw was in the whole lead generation world. So we created a school in Bangladesh, an academy. We actually have five academies now. We're training hundreds of Bangladeshi people to become digital entrepreneurs, to sell their goods and services to people like Mary and I in the developed world. But instead of five cents on the dollar like Fiverr or Upwork, or 100 cents on the dollar like the agencies in San Francisco love to charge, <laughs> or 150 cents on the dollar, yeah. the goal is 20 cents on the dollar, but linked to results. So just like we were talking in, in the first part of this podcast series on guaranteeing results and risk and strategic risk reversal, we're teaching them to do the same thing, except it's 20 cents on the dollar. And so it's this incredible journey. We call the company Ashana which is Bengali for hopes and dreams because we're helping them build hopes and dreams for their families by helping entrepreneurs like us build our hopes and dreams by getting more clients and more lead flow. And it's this really cool partnership with a global tech platform matching the two sides. Other than that, I'm just kind of sitting around waiting for ideas. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 